0: All right, and we're live. Hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans. It's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. We are the podcast that puts the fun in dysfunction. So without further ado, we're going to let our guests real quick introduce themselves. We will start with uh, Top. So, Billy, you get to go first today. I know you're not used to that.
1: Oh, no. I'm nervous. I'm, I usually... No, no, I'm usually first. I'm usually first. Ask, ask. You know,
2: that's not something to be proud of,
1: especially, you know, for... (laughs) Man, you you gotta gotta own it. Look, man, you gotta own it. Anyways, hi, I'm Billy. Uh, Call sign is Archangel in the Galaxy's Edge community. Um, Written by that guy. Um, And JR (laughs) asked me to be here to talk about stuff and things and stupid nerdy stuff, so you're welcome. I have arrived. Stuff and things—that's
0: going to be a new quotable thing for us. We're gonna—we're gonna put that on T-shirts. Let's talk about stuff and things. You are a marketing genius, sir.
1: That's what I do. All right,
0: <laughs> Dan, you want to introduce yourself to the uh, listeners and viewers?
2: Yeah. So I'm uh, Dang Cadwell. I'm a D O DO D-O-0-1-1-7 Swordfish in the Discord. I I am told that I run Discord and I piss off a lot of people, so it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> JR likes to come in and post uh, a whole bunch of illicit stuff and then, then I get to yell at him. But yeah, other than that, um, I I the only other thing that I'd have done is the uh, first GE meetup. So yeah. I mean if you're you, not are, you, are he heart, you, you are you going to you are the
0: channel. heart and soul of G you are the heart and soul of GE,
2: Daniel. Oh, I Aww. appreciate
0: that. I mean, if you if you're not Dan, if you're not going to show salty memes, why even have a meme channel?
1: He's got a point, because don't forget, don't forget. Daniel says, "Oh, oh, I get to uh, Jr. posts these things, and I get to yell at him and then delete them while saving them for himself." (laughs) I mean, to be fair, that is actually
2: what I do. To be fair,
3: the memes that I've heard that Jr. posts, um,
0: you know, let's just call it—it's a little too navy. (laughs) <laughs> Look, all right i did drive boats for the army don't hate but uh speaking of Mick do you want to in- introduce yourself
3: um i'm the janitor at galaxy's edge and uh, i take out the trash mondays and tuesdays i mop the floors uh tuesdays and thursdays so double duty on tuesdays Tuesday is what i call bad day um i steal a lot of pens i steal a lot of paper uh There's some other people that work here. They don't make eye contact with me. Um, I haven't got any swag or any books or anything. Jason says I'm, quote, unquote, not qualified. Um, He also says that's for people
0: and you're not people. Um, There's an epic picture floating around of you vacuuming the, the space shuttle. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even know why I'm here anymore. But, you know, what else am I going to do with the criminal record that I have? Like, I, at the end of the day, I'm thankful to have this job. And sure, I've had to go into the copy room and do stuff in the dark to keep it. But, you know, which one of us has it? <laughs> and um, Walt is a gentle lover. So <laughs> all in all, I pretty much hate my life.
2: Yeah. Hey, but you got a you got a pretty good wife, right?
3: I got a good life or a good wife. wife. Yes. Oh, I got a great wife. She's great. She is. She. Her name is the Medusa, and uh, she'll she has lipstick kill. Um, any money that I bring home from Galaxy's Edge, which is not much, she spends immediately, and and then tells me to write more Tyrus Rex if I know it's good for me. Bitch. She says that <laughs> in a funny way. She says it in a funny way, but. It still kind of hurts. I mean, since since this isn't being publicly aired or anything, I'll tell you, I don't like it personally. (laughs) Um, I
1: mean, last time I talked to you about it, you said that she did sprinkle some change so you could go buy a donut every now and then. So, I mean, that's nice.
3: One day in last winter, I was writing, and it was really cold in my um, office, which you can see looks like a garage. Um, This is where I'm supposed to stay until I produce words. And... (laughs) I, it was really cold that day, and my fingers were bleeding and raw from typing my uh, 1984 keyboard. And so I just thought I'd go in and maybe have some hot water and warm them up, and she pepper sprayed me and made me go back I got to write more words. I mean, that's, that's just what you get. The reason I call her Medusa is you don't want to look her in the eye because she'll cut you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not all it's cracked yeah. up to be
0: it's a hard job being the emperor but somebody's got to do it
3: yeah i mean definitely pass on being the emperor i'd like to be i'd like a do i'd like to skirt around in the woods with daniel and fucking shoot shit and you know maybe you know i don't know do something inappropriate that you regret i bet there was a lot of that out there uh yeah we we did i have the right uh... word
2: we, we, we did end up having uh, potato cannons uh, and then uh, made yeah. uh, glow-and-dark tracer potatoes when it got dark, and uh, <laughs> the neighbors did call, and they were like, hey, uh, the neighbor is shooting potato cannons, and the sheriff's like, how do you know that they're potato cannons? <laughs> well, we keep getting potatoes with glow sticks shoved in them flying into our yard.
1: <laughs> why, why is this the 1st time hearing of this? Because uh, let me write that down. That's really good. I live yeah. on some some acreage. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, it works out
2: fucking phenomenally. You just what fucking you should, crack glow stick and is, bah.
3: you should dip him in glow in the dark
0: paint. Shoot him.
3: That's what I was thinking. And then, and then file a mufon report.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Florida. Anything's possible, Billy.
1: I mean, I could do it from from Gatorback. Yeah, I really could. Yeah.
0: Although in Florida, you could just like paint the the actual gator and then throw it like a glow in the dark well, gator well, i think that
3: in you... florida if you paint a alligator um it's actually a hate crime glow in the crime. dark paint and then you shoot it in a canyon cannon i think you end up getting like some kind of government position you're like i think that's how you become governor no yeah <laughs> uh, attract
0: <laughs>
3: that and like you chain you chain smoke like half a pack of Pall Malls and shotgun some papsed and
1: then they're oh, like, yeah, that guy's cool. a governor right there. So so Tuesday?
0: Like, I mean, Tuesday. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Tuesday. So so the second part of the introduction, dear listener, if you haven't stopped laughing yet, is how we first found this uh, this property. So, so I'm going to tell you something we haven't actually talked about before, but a secret government organization who we cannot actually name because we signed NDAs. They came and they said, hey, do you want to read these classified documents? And then they disguised them as novels and sold them to the world. But if you really know, you know, it's all real
1: facts yeah it's totally it's real. real yeah all article real. 19 baby let's go <laughs> yeah. Ooh, i wear that shirt and people go what's article 19 and i said what we should do and yeah. they go i don't get it and i'm like read these yeah. books you'll understand I, you know
3: you know last night the fbi people don't cover this on the news but um the fbi did go around arresting people last night there was a huge like 50 guys got picked up oh, and nice. i'm so sitting around waiting to end up in some windowless office answering now uh, you write a book series Galaxy's Edge right uh, yeah I mean Jason mainly writes it I, I just I just mop and uh, what can you tell us about article 19 um, that was Jason's well, like oldest I said, child's I, idea I, I, I just in the front man I don't even write but Jason he really hates the government and he's always talking about he's always talking about his schemes and his plans and getting the the militia together, and he loves <laughs> explosives.
2: I've so, been so trying to get JR out to my commune up here, and he just is not having it for some reason. I don't get so, it. So,
0: so what you're saying is that maybe they had leaked copies of unpublished drafts, and you know, you just had to make sure they got seized back up. Is that what happened, Nick?
3: I don't want to freak anybody out, but I do think the FBI has actually tried to infiltrate Galaxy's Edge. You look, <laughs> you, look the, you look at the dumb shit that the FBI tries to infiltrate, like, yeah, to Galaxy's Edge. You yeah. guys are out in the woods like training like militia. Daniel has a compound up in the northwest. If I were the if I were the FBI FBI, <laughs> I'd be in,
1: in this. And Jr. like oh, No, even even worse, even worse on, on my end, they go, Hey, we're checking Galaxy's Edge's shipping records here. Who's this who's this asshole in Florida that gets his stuff shipped to Dark Ops Southern Command? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah
3: we're all going to
0: the fema camp <laughs> all right so before we we talk about the uh, the community building aspect if you read the title people uh yeah, the first
3: community building is say goodbye to your family and friends you're going to get black bagged
0: <laughs> so, get so in the van.
3: Uh, but i've Nick, met some you- of your families and i've seen the look in some of your eyes and i see that you probably
1: wouldn't be opposed to that <laughs> yeah. Nick, I'll just say this. Uh you you've spoken to my mother and my yeah. sister and my yeah. brother on they're Facebook. Great. Come on.
0: Well they are no, they're going mean, to be in the way. van with you though.
3: Yeah, they'll so. be in there with us. They'll be like yeah. this is awesome. It's happening. Yes. <laughs> but I've had conversations with JR at points where he was like I would rather be black bagged than do what I have to do today.
0: <laughs> so to, to to get people who might not know what Galaxy's Edge is. And if you live under a rock or I don't know, you don't like science fiction, but Nick, can you tell us a little bit about what Galaxy's Edge is and, and how that universe came to be? It's the premier
3: gay science science fiction space marine uh, series. Um no, I just joking. I just want to see if I get billy to laugh. Daniel opted out right at that point. He was out.
1: Yeah, he's like, I can't I'm
3: out. I'm, out, I'm out again. <laughs> yeah. He's all gay. I had no idea. I thought you guys just like to hug. Um,
1: <laughs> Daniel's a civilian it's okay
2: (laughs) well I mean when 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 Kale did first come up here I mean I I came up right behind him gave him a a proper reach around like you like you do you know that's just what you do in the legion
3: no you know uh uh, galaxy's edge you know if if there's any if there's anybody actually paying attention to this who is like inquirious which is not even a word and I write for a living um of you know what galaxy's edge is it's honestly uh I think it's the best, one of the best-selling uh, science fiction series out there right now. It's up around 30 books, so if you want to dive in at any point, there's a bunch of entry points. We can tell you about that. But uh, just basically think, what if Star Wars and G.I. Joe had a baby? And and this is it. And it was born out of the frustration of, of um, Disney's acquisition of Star Wars. And you can see how wrong we were by how satisfied the fans are. But basically, we just said, "Well, we'll go, you know, like like Bender in in in, uh, in Futurama." Blackjack our, and hookers. Yeah, we'll just go make our own Star Wars, and we did, and apparently it was well received, and um, it, it's really rolling. We started a second property, which is intellectual property, which is called Forgotten Ruin, which is uh, Rangers. Are you who
0: who who is deboning a midget? It's his drugs. Don't worry about it.
2: Okay. Yeah. Drugs. Yeah, it's part of the Bob. militia
0: uppers. It's the militia uppers.
2: Ha, Billy... have, to, have to be constantly uh, on drugs, you know?
3: Yeah, Billy Sport in the shirt, born to Gob Jabba, is uh, a pivotal character in the Forgotten Ruin universe. So if you like Dungeons and & Dragons and you like U.S. Army Rangers, well then, Forgotten Ruin is a series for
2: you. Yeah, okay. uh, Definitely.
0: And, and they actually wanted to uh, take a moment, Billy, to thank you with all of the things you've bought on the merch store. Uh, Jason's sending all twenty-seven of his kids to college, so you know he just he appreciates
1: that. You're welcome. That's why I'm here.
0: <laughs> all right. So before we we
3: get We're into just the, Billy- anyone wants the merch. I mean, like we think about it a lot, and we love it. And like you know, we'll make things, people and like buy some this? people will buy it. Some sure? some people, yeah, people love it. But like, I mean that's just fun like and like it the cool stories are like you know when people meet each other out and about and they're like ktf ktf you know like those are just hilarious stories so i think i think our i think we have like among indie authors we have the best merch um like the only people that are bigger than us that are corporations that have like merch departments where the people actually working on the merch could care less we actually care and we pay jason's children to care
1: at least, I mean, you know, as they sweat you they got to work for your stopper. Yeah. Through a packing department, why wouldn't you?
3: Yeah, the merch so- I'm excited about, which I th- hope is going to drop this month, is the Obsidian Crow technical poster. Oh. Yeah. Nice. You will want to be alone in your bunk with it.
0: Uh, I've seen the the concept art you've shared on need, the Galaxy Dead podcast. So. You I need all to
3: buy that. There's only 50 copies. I need all of you to buy that. Yep, the Forgotten Ruin map right there which is Glorious. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, need I, mind. Mind. Oh, yeah. I need everybody to buy that Obsidian Crow technical poster because it was my idea. And whenever I have an idea and it's a bad idea, Jason gloats over it. Just gloats. (laughs) And he's all, well, he'll always be like, it's not as good as the GI Joe KTF logo. I'm like, nothing is Jason. (laughs) But I'd like to get one win here and I need the obsidian crow poster to work. So all of you (laughs) bastards go buy that thing. Otherwise I'm going to start making characters gay and I'm going (laughs) to really Inappropriate long gay sex scenes.
2: <laughs> Jokes on you. I'm already in the in the uh, the book yeah. series under Reservist 2. You, you can't change that.
1: You're retroactively gay. gay. I will
3: I will have the, the awaken that novel will be called The Awakening of Swordfish. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so buy that'll I, I oh, it be three, three words. Buy, two, buy three copies of that damn poster if you don't want to be
1: gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, swordfish. Swordfish, your awakening book will contain three. It'll be it'll be nine hundred pages. You'll open it up to the middle, and it'll be three words. It'll say, "Swordfish is gay," written by Nick Cole.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, oh, no. so I, I, I can
2: I can I can say that nobody else in the world will will have a, a a whole book written about them by Nick Cole. So I mean that that's still that's still that's good. That's pretty uh, top tier. <laughs> yeah.
0: That might make it a collector's item. You should pay more for it in addition yes, to buying the poster.
1: That's you know, exactly.
3: One one M249 saw as acquired on uh what is it uh gunbroker Gun broker? sent to me will make you the hero of Galaxy's
1: Edge.
0: I mean, that's not asking a lot of people. It's
3: actually it's not asking only, a, lot actually lot not I, a lot.
1: No, I've i found them on there for as low as eight grand. I'm not saying I've looked a lot. I've but...
3: I found one for seven five.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and it's nice. semi,
3: and I am perfectly fine with that because I can squeeze the trigger a lot. Fair, yeah. Okay.
0: So so before we start talking about the fandom angle, uh, Billy or Daniel, did you have questions you want to ask Nick about the creation of the universe you haven't had a chance to ask him yet?
2: I mean, I've been asking Nick these questions, like, since uh, I think I popped on the podcast initially the f- about two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Daniel,
3: i do daniel always asks the same question um when can I like, my character begin I, I like i like novels about fighter pilots exactly when are, you, when are you going to write a novel about a fighter pilot and then i always say well i want to write a, a standalone about the bloody baron and then daniel says that would be great i play a lot of ace combat six and then i go yeah that's a good game and Dan- daniel goes yep no no sure that, that, that was that was oddball
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yep it sure is and then i go good talk well that's it and daniel goes <laughs> i yeah. like i like maverick and i go yeah that was a good movie and he's like i
2: actually haven't seen that yet i've I've okay. heard it's good though it, well what why haven't you seen it dude i've been so busy are you not
3: like an american <laughs> or something
2: i feel like you're kind oh yeah you yeah buying? I, I must be a commie. Oh, wait, that's a silly question. <clears throat> I've, so, I've spoken to Daniel. Just,
0: so one I would of the think things... Of like,
3: I would think of all the people, like constantly, your love of Ace Combat, you're constantly questioning me for a Bloody Baron novel, that day one, you would have been sitting in that theater with a giant John Goodman-sized box of popcorn.
2: You're, you're right. I I, can, I I had plans for that and life said no. And I'm like, can I, OK, <laughs> can I
1: second his his want for a Bloody Bear novel? Because that would be pretty dope.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I, I like can, that
1: character.
3: I think uh, so. If you listen to Jason and I's um, Insiders podcast like a week ago or maybe this week or whatever, we're moving into now that season three is done. We're moving into uh, expansion mode of the of the galaxy. And so there will be four expansion novels this year that step away from the main arc and tell stories. And so the the two that I am going to helm is one is a Prometheus novel and the other will be a bloody barren novel or a Hartswick's Holbusters novel. And I I really kind of want to I can't decide which maybe I should just write all of them. But I'll also be helming the Sergeant Thor series this year. So there's mm-hmm. a lot. But Daniel, I don't like, even Jason has seen Top Gun Maverick and he doesn't have any fun ever.
2: Yeah, I, I get cool. it. I, unless, I, I you
3: unless you consider spreadsheets and shipping fun. He might yeah, actually. Oh, it was, Jason, it was... loves, Jason loves
2: spreadsheets. It was, it was funny because when, when he came up, he's just like, all right, so uh, all this, I can't come back with it because we don't have space for this. So uh, you make it disappear, and I'm like, oh, okay. So then I slipped uh, Kale some hats and stuff like that, so that way uh, him and uh, Billy could hand them out to the, the Kill Team Reaver people. Oh, yeah. But, yeah.
0: So when you guys start, when you and Jason started writing the series, originally, you know, there was probably a little bit of mercenary action in there. You want to write what people want to read, the market wasn't fulfilling that, and you thought, "Hey, we could make a little bit of a little bit of donut money for this." Did you know when you guys were doing it? Like, did you envision long term to see the kind of community that built around it, or did that surprise you?
3: Are you talking to me? I thought that was Billy's question. I was like, "Go, Billy! I'm interested in that answer. That's a good one. (laughs) That's a banger, dude. I'd like to know what I would too. I
0: would too. Shit." (laughs)
3: I like the way JR laughs.
0: You're going to kill me here. I'm going to, like, <laughs> my heart's going to explode. I'm laughing so god dang much. It's like, but...
3: it's, like, it's like a murderous
0: Keebler elf. It
3: is. <laughs> all right, yeah, well, that's one
0: on my marketing. Murderous Keebler elf. Murderous Keebler
3: um, I had no idea, and I, I'm often honest about these things. Um, I, I uh, did not want to uh, write this at all. Um, I was busy doing my important novels like uh, The End of the World as We Knew It and Control Alt Revolt and Soda Pop Soldier, and um, I was working on this project called Apocalypse Weird with some big time indie authors, and we were all going to do a shared universe. And then, because all indie authors are default setting assholes, um, they had a fight, and they annihilated, and I was the last man standing so I picked up this thing called Apocalypse Weird and I tried to make it work when Jason was just kind of getting started out and he kind of came along and we got to be buddies and I, I really liked, uh, he was just kind of, uh, he'd published a, a novel and he was learning the ropes and like, uh, so, I mean, I gave him what I knew, which ain't much. Um, but I liked, we together, we ended up trying to save an unsavable company. And then finally one day I had it and I just closed it like the stupid loser writers were literally trying to form a union and mutiny on us. It was the worst experience. So I didn't need them. I was a trade pub author and all that kind of stuff. So I nuked it, closed the company. And then, um, uh, Jason and I had a conversation where we arrived at, uh, let's do this thing. Let's do a shared project together. And, um, uh, Jason asked, you know, like I asked Jason, the question I asked, like, cause I like to work with writers. And I like to kind of mentor them and help them and because I I, I want everybody to be able to do this because I I think it's a good thing to do in your life to have a book written or to whatever. I don't know. Anyways, I said to Jason, um, I said, what do you want to write or what do you like? And Because I try to tell people you should write the junk food that you want to read. Don't try to write what other people are writing and don't try to write the great American novel and be successful and everything like that. So I asked Jason, I said, well, what do you like? And he goes, well, I like Star Wars and G.I. Joe. And I said, okay, we'll write that. And he goes, well, I can't write that. It's already been written. And I'm like, well, no, it has been written. You're not gonna write about Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and Duke and, and Scarlet and uh, the Baroness. Uh, but you can write about that type of universe and you can, you can make archetypes of those characters and you can make it your own. And within one paragraph, it will be totally different than those things. Um, but those are your navigational points. And then he turned around to me and he said, OK, but I want you to write it with me. And I had just been fired from Trade Pub because that's how successful I was. And uh, because I, actually I wasn't fired because of my success level. I was fired because I wouldn't play ball on a certain issue that we won't talk about here because no one wants to talk about that shit. Um, and, uh, I kind of was getting a reputation for being mouthy if you haven't figured out What? and, and no one wanted to really work with me. And I kind of figured my career was over to an extent and I was just going to go back cause I'd been at Harper Collins. I was just going to go back to indie writing and blah, blah, blah. And I liked Jason and I felt that all the work that he had done on apocalypse weird, I owed him at least kind of helping him you know, do this, this project. So we both started working on it. And Jason was the one with the vision of making it a star Wars style thing. And he would tell me about how involved he'd been with the galaxy, uh, the star Wars insiders program. And him and his brothers are like him and his brother are huge fans, his brother, even more so. And he was just saying he, he, he understood where Disney made its where star Wars even made its missteps and lost its fandom. So what we tried to do was from the get-go build a subscriber program. Hey, here's some artwork we're doing. Hey, here's some free chapters. Here's what we're working on, and we were we were working on one book um, to kind of launch with. Then we had a conversation with uh, uh, an author, Richard Fox, who is another Space Brain author, and he said, "Listen, there's this new thing. It's called rapid release, and if you can just like drop a book every month, you can do really good on your sales." so we cobbled together what we had and jason had been working on legionnaires kind of a separate project and we bent it into the entire thing with galactic outlaws and then we just began to month by month just write a book write a book each of us 35 40,000 words jam 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 but legionnaire from the get-go was successful and everybody was really excited about it and then lo and behold galactic outlaws hits a month later back in 2017, that was not the norm. That was not the standard. Usually in, in Amazon indie writing, you just wrote a book and then you waited a year for everybody to tell you it's a success. And then you wrote another book and blah, blah, blah. But the, the rapid release method, which is now the way to do it, it started back then. And that's where we saw our success. And then podium came along and that was, that's a big factor in our success. And they took forever to get the audio books released. Um, But they packaged two small books into large books. They got us R.C. Bray, who was not necessarily a rock star yet, but becoming one. And, you know, thanks to God, all of these factors, no one single factor um, created something that is beyond our expectations. But we knew what our goal was because Jason knew what that goal was, which was to create a star wars like fandom i don't like the word fandom but people who enjoy this and and to take care of them in the ways that lucas and disney failed and because we looked at everybody because like i don't know if everybody in this conversation had that experience but the initial initial galaxy edge readers were so pissed at disney we thought of them as wounded little pit bulls, and we were going to take care of them. And we vowed we will never sell to Disney. We will never sell to anybody. We will always take care of this. We've had Hollywood offers. We always tell them that we're not turning it over for you to do whatever you want. We will be involved, and it will be our vision. And then they like, oh, screw you. We were going to make Kiel gay. And we're like, well, I guess this doesn't work. And Jason's like, well, Kill could be gay. And I'm like, no, Jason. Have principles.
1: <laughs> like, I need money.
3: Take a stand.
1: I have seven yeah, children. Man, Help me.
3: <laughs> and sometimes the role is reversed and I want Ferrari money and Jason yells at me to be a man. But to both of us, we, we, we have held to our guns and kept going. Um, Having said all that, like that we anticipated all this and everything like that, the answer is we are still absolutely surprised that people love it At this level, in every conversation we have, I can guarantee you, we have to make decisions all the time about who to work with, what to do, how to do it. And we always say, will this live up to their standards? Because the readers, listeners too, come first. And you would be surprised at the amount of stuff we have just taken out behind the outhouse and shot in the back of the head. Other writers even. Not literally, Maybe Uh, wanted to, um, because it just wasn't up to snuff and it wasn't, it wasn't worthy of you guys because we like when someone gets a tattoo of the Legion crest on their arm, that reminds us to take this serious because they, they take it serious. So we do. And, uh, and, and, and at times it's been a rough road and at times it's like, man, I can't believe I fell ass backward into success.
0: Thank you, God. Very okay nice. that's that was wow more serious than i expected from you but very moving and i'm 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 hoping jason listens back to that
3: jason doesn't listen to this
0: i'm a moving target
1: jason never listens to podcasts jason he's never on listens them and he leaves.
3: he has so, too, he has too much to do
1: i have a question for you there nick um sure. other than the was there was there like an outside motivator other than the love of uh, GI Joe that was included with that that like where does where does the love for the 75th come from is it a place in specific or is it just because they are so in fact badass all the time constantly
3: they are um the um i had a i had in my military experience i had experience with rangers and it made a huge impression on me and i considered them and that unit um to be what what you were supposed to aim for as a soldier and um i look at the rangers compared to a lot of other you know secret squirrel units dark ops units special forces units all this kind of stuff and the rangers are the only ones that um in my opinion do it right as in they they really do embrace warrior culture for warrior culture and that ranger creed you know, the Rangers are older than the U S army. Oh yeah. And I mean, it goes back to the founding of this country and it's incredible. And almost every Ranger I've met, um, I just dug on a, on a personal level and, and, and just really practical, interesting guys. And so, um, Jason had that same experience too, uh, with one of his contacts and then what honestly came out of Legionnaire was something that I didn't understand because I'm an older soldier from the 80s and the early 90s and the military that I was in was in was one way and I admired it and it was great and my officers were achilles and my fellow so- soldiers were spartans and that's you know my experience and I left well the guys in the gwat didn't have that the guys in the gwat had some pretty bad leadership and they were pretty upset And I didn't understand that at first. And the things that Jason was writing, I was like, that's not the military. And, and Jason said to me, it may not be yours, but it is these guys. And he gave me specific experiences. And I began, you know, and what, what galaxy's edges taught me. And, and because of my experience with, um, the readers and their stories and everything like that is that we have gone horribly wrong, horribly wrong and something needs to be done. And so Galaxy's Edge had this ingrained into it that if our country wasn't going to do it and our military services weren't going to do it, we were going to keep what warrior culture is alive. And then we doubled down on that in Forgotten Ruin um, because whatever whatever's going on now, I don't know, but there's going to come a time when we need to get back to these basics or little guys and girls are going to want to have to go off and join the military. And and we want to give them an example of what that is like and, and what's expected of you and all those kinds of things. So, you know, an outside contributing factor was what the hell ever happened in the GWAT. And I and I think that somehow, I mean, like, it just got way too politicized, the military. It was not that politicized in my day. Um, and so this this is an address. And that led to Article 19. And, and again, the things that we were writing in article 19, um, I think, I think some of that was in my hard drive because of where I'm at politically and stuff like that, but in no way, shape or form did I nail how it turned out. I was just making shit up, you know, like, Oh yeah. And everything like that. And like, blah, blah, blah. But where the culture has gone, like, I mean, like it's, 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 uh, it's almost like we have the house of reason now. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know that that was the case. Maybe it was. I don't know. So it's interesting. There were real world political outsides too. Then um, Galactic Outlaws, the Tyrus Rex portions, were heavily influenced um, by Conan, um, by a real soldier that I knew, and um, by the movie True Grit, because I really liked the, the old gunfighter and the little girl kind of interplay. And then as we began to play with the kind of star wars concept we were like well this is kind of an one character he's an old soldier um let's give him space alzheimer's and one of my fellow authors had just kind of i'd been helping you know him kind of plan a novel that he was doing where he had like an assassin who had alzheimer's and i thought well that's an interesting fun technique playing with memory like that and then you know jason and I are both actors in training and so we just began to take those little details and build and build and build. But, uh, you know, the, I think the savages come from Jason just kind of needing uh, a uh, kind of a Clone Wars kind of thing. And he goes, oh, well, I'll call it the Savage Wars. And we had no idea what the Savage savages because they weren't part of the, the main story in the beginning, you know. And they were like, oh, OK, well, then this is what happens. And you just you just kind of yes and and you keep building and building and building. So yeah, that's kinda how that happened. Like it.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. And so now we, we start talking a little bit about the uh how that grew into community. So we're gonna start with you first, because I know you gotta bounce, Daniel. But how did you first find the Galaxy's Edge Universe?
2: Um I found Galaxy's Edge probably, you know, as a lot of people do, which is going through Audible, and then eventually keep seeing Galaxy's Edge Part 1 pop up, and I'm just like, alright, well, I've listened to all of Undying Mercenaries at the time, and I think uh, I'd finish a couple other series, and I'm like, oh, I'll check out this one, you know, military sci-fi, you can't go wrong with it, mostly. There's a couple ones where I'm just like, oh, but <laughs> this ain't one of them, thankfully. So I started listening to that. Uh, I got done with just about most of season one because um, I started listening around 2019. And uh, towards the end, I end up hearing about like a Discord. And I'm like, I don't know what Discord is. So I ended up, you know, making an account, popping on. And then uh, then I, I found essentially my tribe. And uh, yeah, from, from then, then on, uh, I just helped out. Uh, Walt was, uh, was the main person that was running at the time, and, you know, I, we, we just kind of helped by allowing people to, like, make up a persona, uh, to an extent, you know, pick your numbers, you know, come up with a call sign, let's have fun with it, let's get, let's get some different, you know, roles and stuff like oh i'm gonna come in as like a repub marine or something like that or a legionnaire or or in jr's case legionnaire reserve you know just that way yeah it's it's understandable donuts are important so yeah i mean i i that's that's how i got into it (laughs)
0: So how did that go from, yes, I really like these books. This was kind of cool. Let me check this Discord out, too. I run the Discord, and I plan this event that we're going to segue into. Like, that's that's a big commitment and a leap of uh, faith, because that's a lot of time you put into planning that event.
2: Yeah, so basically, I I like to help make things better and build communities. I've always had that mindset. Um, so when I came into Discord, I was like, oh, hey, let me help you out with, uh, with getting this all set up and making it so you don't have to work so hard and stuff like that, because I knew Walt was, you know, doing a full-time job and then doing writing and then doing, you know, laundry list of stuff that he needed to do, and eventually one day he's like, hey, man, you know, you've, you've kind of got your, your, your finger on the pulse over here, why don't you just take, take it over and... And uh, we'll call it good. I'm like, what? Why, why me? And he's like, you—you eh, you seem to have got it handled. So, you know, from from that point, um, I got to thinking about like, oh yeah, I, I I'll, I'll help out more and you know show up on podcasts and stuff and and support the authors and you know help push those do subscriptions because that's what that's what really uh you know takes care of uh Nick's uh, donut addiction. That's um, true.
3: Thank you. You keep <laughs> me in donuts.
2: But uh, you gotta have your priorities, yeah. yeah it, but Galaxy's Edge runs on donuts, so well, I you know. mean,
3: I mean, Galaxy's Edge runs on exactly Daniel and, and guys like Daniel and Billy and you, Jr., who've just like the, the main job of Jason and I is to work the rifle, and the rifle is making novels, and like there have been days, like, and especially early on. Where we would have to fix stuff or do things, and it would just be like, I remember like Jason drove himself nuts building the subscription thing. Like that was hand cobbled together because at the time we saw people getting dumped from Patreon and stuff like that, and we're like, well, it's really easy if we just make our own. And so Jason started down that that track. But you know, if if the if 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 the people doing it who 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 are making it, or some like corporate employee, and you pay him. $8 an hour to come in and answer, you know, emails and blah, blah. Do they really care? Is it really all of us? I don't know. What I found is that some people want to get in and just have something to do and, and work and like to, like Daniel, like to build it and then meet people and they dig each other and they have fun and they hang out at night. And it's like, well, why deny them that? Like if they, if they want to do it and be part of it, like let's, let's just all have fun. Cause it's, we started this, I mean, as much as we make a little money or whatever, we, um, we started this because we saw that people felt disenfranchised um, from a major IP. And we're like, well, we could, we could all do fun stuff together, which I think is kind of like one of the best human endeavors. I don't like it when someone just gets up and says, you know, I'm a pharaoh and I got a whip and you're all going to work. I mean, we all have to work. We all got to make money. But some of the really coolest things that are ha- ever happened is when a group of people like if you go back to the theater and traveling circus stuff and guys and blah, 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 it was a bunch of people who got together, a bunch of weirdos and said, well, why don't we act stuff out together, you know, and and maybe we can make some money. And then seems like a pretty fun life to me. Can we do that nowadays with the dis- I mean, if we all lived in the same village? Yeah, but one of us lives in Florida. One of us lives in the Northwest. JR is in supermax confinement somewhere in idaho i don't know um i'm not even in the united states
0: Uh... (laughs) so with with that being said daniel it's a big leap to go from you know i think i'll run this discord and appear on a podcast that i can do from my home to i'm gonna turn my home into a somewhere between a cult revival and a meetup, uh, not quite a convention cause you camped outside, but like, that's a big leap. So, so what, what made you do that?
2: Uh, I mean, I grew up, uh, for, for those that know, uh, there's this uh, medieval reenactment group called the SEA, which is a society for creative anachronism. So I grew up uh, in that community of hosting events at people's properties and stuff if they have the land and, you know, getting together with shared interests. And so for me, it's very easy to be like, well, I've run like events out here before. I've had people on horses doing jousting, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, I I can certainly have people come out here and do airsoft and, you know, shoot each other and, and, you know, we can hop on scooters and do drive-bys and piss off kale because that was entirely worth it. I don't know if he told you about that, Billy, but I did drive by on a scooter and I shot him and he's just like, I swear to God, man, I'm going to get you by the end of this weekend. And he did. He did. But, uh, yeah, I mean having that that background uh made it a lot easy or, or very easy for me to to take this to the next step and basically say okay you know we got our ticket site figured out we got a website slapped together pretty much last minute and uh you know we got our general schedule planned uh here's here's where it is and here, you know we'll we'll get everything set up um and it was really cool cuz it actually did work out pretty well. Uh, we definitely have learned uh, what we can improve for next year and make things a lot better. Um, and it was really cool seeing people like uh, like Liz and, and Ray, who came out from Georgia, I believe, and uh, and uh, Robert uh, Woodward, who, who came out from Arkansas. I know I probably said that wrong, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it... Just uh, the, the, community members that we have, uh, are, are amazing. Cause Liz and Ray, they, they showed up like a day early and they're like, Hey, what can we do to help? Um, Robert, he flew out over here and then, uh, he's like, Hey, I'm buying a smoker, um, and a, a shit ton of meat. Uh, I'm going to be up there and we're going to get it set up and we'll, we'll have some, uh, some good, uh, smoked meats Saturday night. I'm like, by all means, dude. <laughs> So, yeah,
3: you know, life life can be as simple and as fun as you can make it when you do stuff like this. But like it's kind of weird, like the corporations, um, they know that people can't think and be improvisational like this and have fun. And so they'll send you they'll sell you like a fifteen thousand dollar vacation to Walt Disney World when really like most people were maybe at best out a few hundred bucks. They got to hang out with their friends. They got to eat smoked meat instead of bullshit. And like. I'll tell you what, like that Royce guy, he came from my neck of the woods. He said he had the time of his life. You guys will remember that until your dying day, not because of Galaxy's Edge, but because of shooting potatoes, glow in the dark potato. How many times are you going to do that in your life? You know, like that. I mean, it's like, well, that, if you
2: got potato cannons, <laughs> that's how many first you, times.
3: Yeah. But that's the stuff that yeah. you wish when, you know, the minutes in your life are kind of running down, I hate to be grim here, but you wish you did more of and and you guys did it. And I am so proud that you guys did that. I don't not proud. Isn't like I take ownership. I'm just like, wow, that those guys are really living. And sometimes when I'm glued to this keyboard or, you know, doing Galaxy's Edge stuff, I think to myself, I should go do more things like that. You know, I know work the rifle every day, do that kind of stuff. But, you know, you got to do more stuff. But I, I, I just am blown away that you guys had that experience. And I'm not jealous, but I'm envious that you will you guys will have that forever. And imagine if it becomes a 20 year thing and you guys all grow old together and it's cool. Like you can't buy that experience in any store, you know. So I, I doff my hat to you. Well, so thank you. That.
2: Jason, and why I don't you have any hats? And, and, You're as, for people, as, as long as I, I, I'm still kicking and, you know, screaming, I'm, I'm going to be putting on this event. I'm going to be, you know, devoting myself to this community because I do care about this community. <laughs> uh, this community does amazing things. Every November, you guys do the Mission 22 stuff. Um, this event, we raised over $1,000 to donate straight to Mission 22 from, um, selling or from raffling off the 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 bucket that was uh that was made by uh, another discord member uh Walt's knife that was made by another discord member and uh then a whole bunch of a uh, cool special things that Jason had um so i am I'm, I'm extremely proud of everybody yeah. in our community because things they that they I take yeah they 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 care about the veterans which is we we gotta support them, you know. Yeah,
3: because you guys so, are people. Jason so... says I'm not people. This is my Jason look. I'll I'll this pull the makeup
0: face. So, do you have the, the any images that you managed to grab? Because the link that you sent me uh, for Google isn't letting me open it.
2: Oh, uh, like, yeah. Share. Yeah, let me
1: um, let me see what I can do here. Nick, I want to get you a sticker made that says "Opinions are for people, and you're not people." Let me share. Every day and... of my life.
3: <laughs> Jason uh... says he's holding all my earnings until I become
2: people. All right, so I'm sharing out the screen. Um, something to shoot for, man. Let's see. This hey. is uh, this is Kale, and he was uh talk. Oh course that was uh cut off but yeah he was about to talk about the uh war game oklahoma but there's the uh there's a bucket right there that we raffled off and had the badass ktf on the side uh doc was uh, doing the uh doing the um his cqb class talking about you know how you carry a rifle and pistol and you know what what the different carry levels are and stuff like that um it was really cool having him out. He, he did a phenomenal job. Uh, he even had us out doing drills. Um,
1: doc is a rock star, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, he was amazing. Uh, but you know, he, he got everybody, you know, understood on, this is how you carry, this is how you move. This is how you come online. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool to see. Um, this, you know, (laughs) <laughs> we we had uh, our, our 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 tent or whatever and then this is being shot from the mess tent that we had assembled uh like I said we're we're not gonna be fucking with these tents anymore uh we're gonna be just getting a straight up you know pavilion that that they come out and they stake down and it's like okay cool we're not gonna have to put this up every morning um but yeah and then of course, Robert was working the smoker with his uh, with his son. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah,
3: Is that Cadwell in that picture.
2: What was that? Is that you in that picture? Yeah. Boy, you're tall. <laughs> He's freakishly uh, uh, tall. That's what I'm told. How tall are you? I'm uh, six foot three.
3: Oh wow! I didn't think you were tall. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's the camera, I right?
3: Mean to hear that. You just you, you know like you meet people like it's a weird thing in Hollywood. You like you think someone you think some people are short and then you meet them, and they're tall. Yeah. You know?
2: But uh yeah, uh this was uh, the guys all uh geared up for airsoft. Royce was uh over here with his uh trucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and then that's uh Chris and Ray. And uh it was funny because um uh, let me see if I can get a picture of Robert. Uh I think that's Robert, right? No. But uh Robert, he actually managed to post up right behind a tree and uh they they could not get him. And uh he I think he was the oldest out of everybody. Uh yeah, that's Robert right there. But he he's the oldest out of everybody, he's just sitting there just doming people left and right and they're like, We can't get him. You know, he's too squirrely. <laughs> but uh
0: you gotta be aware of those old guys sometimes they surprise you
2: old age and treachery you know he must uh, have learned that from doc yeah never uh, and heard. then then saturday night we we had everybody you know it's a small enough group so we we just had everybody come into the house and we we did our feast in there and then afterwards we ended up playing some games and stuff in the morning we did uh some more uh potato cannon stuff that was fun uh let me see
1: those yeah. are sexy
2: buckets. He yeah. got Kale's tattoo. Yeah, yeah, Kale uh, was showing off his tattoo. Uh, what Sunday, a loser. <laughs> Sunday, we actually did a uh, a forgotten ruin, um, uh, a forgotten ruin uh, playtest. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so Doctor Phil over here, he he was our dungeon master for the uh, for the time, and you know everybody was doing character sheets. We had snacks and everything, and uh kale and robert they were the two corporals and man they they were just having too much fun uh riffing off each other like hey think we can go hook up with those elf chicks it's like you know well let's let's just sneak off and go get a beer and it's like no 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 (laughs) come come back over here we we gotta focus on this that's why me and kale
1: get along so well now i know i get it
2: yeah but uh yeah, no, it worked out pretty pretty great and uh a lot of people had fun. Um I'm should be getting the videos finalized and posted this uh this weekend. Um but yeah, it'll it'll look great.
0: So you're definitely doing another one next year?
2: Always. Yeah. So uh, the the plan you, for next year. Go, JR? Uh
0: all things willing, yeah. We we Daniel and I were talking about in the pre show. That's yeah. uh, we're working on arranging some things. That's why he's gonna get the date sooner rather than later. So more people who didn't have time to plan could could get there. And the court yeah.
3: order should be off by then, right? So you'll be able to move out of state. And yeah. <laughs>
0: you, won't, you won't have the ankle bracelet. You can go thirty feet from
3: your
2: home. Right, right. you schools
1: <laughs> near you uh, that we can worry about?
2: No, uh, that's a benefit right there because uh, you know. What about they, old they, folks' they, homes? Uh, you if know. That's a big one. This is Whidbey Island. So Whidbey Island is a fantastic place. Uh, You know, you got the Navy base and everything. But you've also got a lot of people that when they come here, they're like, holy shit, this place is actually pretty cool. And then they just, like, leave, and then they come back and they retire over here. So there's actually a lot of old veterans and stuff over here. But, um one One of the things that uh we were thinking about is instead of at the end of August we're gonna maybe move it a month earlier to the end of July because uh, that might be a lot easier for for more people, especially on the east coast because I guess uh schools uh, mm-hmm. yeah and is so, there a
3: hotel for everybody to stay at or is that anywhere around there
2: we're We're thinking about uh doing a, a hybrid event where we would uh, get it set up so that people could uh, stay at a hotel. Honestly, the easiest way to get to the island is you fly into SeaTac, and then you hop on the SeaTac shuttle, and it takes you right into town, uh, you know, like literally 10 minutes away from the property. And then you can get a hotel room in town, or you can come out here and you could uh, can camp. Um, we have some ideas for actually... Uh, getting like maybe RV trailers out for people so that way uh, people could camp out in, in luxury and stuff like that uh, just make it a lot easier but that's that's stuff that we're working on right now and, you, should,
3: you, know, you should buy like 12 old Econo line vans with wizards painted on the side and then turn them into little staycation glamping hotels and people can rent them Yeah, you know, every van you like this van's a rockin' don't come <laughs> yeah
2: exactly
0: so i know you've got to leave soon so what advice would you give to someone who is involved and they insert their favorite you know property of books whatever that wants to take it to the next level like what what advice would you give somebody
2: um i would advise that you find a common group of people that are actually uh committed to to helping out um i i was lucky enough that uh most of the people that are in our community are very committed um kale just needed to get flown out but (laughs) you know as, as soon as he came out he was he was already helping and that that was fantastic um all the people that did come out they 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 had no issues with you know lend a hand and stuff like that and and even helping on the planning aspect of things so um, it's not a one man show it's a it's a team effort and you you really should focus on building a good team to 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 work together and uh, it it shouldn't be just all one person it should be yeah. everybody working together for a common goal
3: i would tell everybody that dug it and wants to do it again what Daniel said is the uh, you, if you don't want this to continue, make it a one man show. Because yeah. that guy will that guy will wear out, and he'll be done, and then you won't have it. But if you want to turn this into a lifetime thing, where you're there for each other and it's awesome, and um, then then pick pick a task and take over, and and own it. Because like I mean, and the things you build together are the best things. You know, like. When you've got an enemy in the neighborhood and you and bob and kevin and sue get together and you dig a hole and sue goes and buys the lime and you distract the guy and you hit him over the head with the shovel and you take him out and bury him in the woods like it's a thing that you guys have all done
2: together
3: it's a thing that we'll remember forever
2: it's (laughs) a bonding experience that nobody talks about ever again
3: yeah it's a bonding experience not that that asshole's dead
2: you know and his
3: wife I mean, yeah is. that's
1: a plus big deal yeah, and
3: she always goes by you're like where where's ted you know and you're like well you're, i don't know he was a cheater you know but you know exactly <laughs> where ted is he is out in the orchard and the wolves are digging him up and i got 12 whacked, acres for a reason he didn't return the weed whacker. you don't return the weed whacker that's what
2: happens ted that's what happens <laughs> that's facts that's
0: facts so how many people came to the event Daniel?
2: I'd say about twenty to twenty-five, because uh, we had a couple people, a couple people day-tripped. Um, so most of the people stayed throughout the weekend, and then some people popped in for 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 a day, and then they they had to bounce out because you know family obligations and stuff like that. But um, I, I know that me getting it all planned for next year, it's going to be a lot easier for people planning that out. Um, uh, I've already got the AAR pretty much written up and uh all that good stuff so yeah there, i'm hoping to go ahead
0: is there a, is there a max limit on how big it can grow because you've done events at your house so, so oh, the property be...
2: f- shit we can have like uh, as many people out here as as we want i mean we Man. we 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 honestly do have the land for it and i can always talk to my neighbor and be like hey it's cool if, uh we we rent out that pasture." for uh, for 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 extended operations and they'll be like yeah sure go for it so yeah okay
0: yeah. all right billy it's your turn next you get to be on the hot seat cuz i know daniel has to uh go milk those cows but uh how did exactly. you first you know as you, you did all have
1: fun. how did
0: you uh, how did you find galaxy's edge
1: uh pretty much the same way that dan said it was um i was reading through a couple different series on audible uh, listening through and i kept Frequency and legionnaire and galaxy's edge part one and i was like okay i mean it looks pretty cool let me add that to the wish list and then finally got it listened to about half of it and then a new book came out for my other series that i was in the middle of and i was like oh, the pause finish this book and then went i should that was i had no idea what the hell was going on i'm gonna give that another shot and then went through and listened to legionnaire and then um that was right I think I think up to part three had released at that time. So that's whenever I, I got into it pretty early and I every single time a new book came out, I, I like I, I didn't care if I had to spend a credit or buy it. I was buying it. I was getting that book, I was devouring it. And um, before I even knew about the Facebook page or the Discord or anything like that, I had already told my brother about it. I'm like, dude, you've got to read this. This is, it is absolutely phenomenal. I really think you'll dig it. And so he got into it. Now he's the same level I am. He's read every single book. He's fully caught up. Finally got mom into it. Mom's caught up. And then I was like, I wonder if there's a fan page. Who knows? Let's look on Facebook. And there it was. And I joined that. Found out about the insiders. Got the insiders. And was like, yeah, I'm doing this a year at a time. I'm never not going to be an insider. This is... This is my new thing and I'm sticking with it because I haven't stuck with a lot. And then got the PC built, found out about Discord, found out about the Oba Cafe and went, yeah, yeah, I'm in this. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be part of this. I like being involved with this. I like I just like the community. Like Dan said, I mean, I found my tribe again. It was like after getting out, it was I'm, I'm cutting concrete. I'm doing this job. I'm doing this job. I'm doing this job. And now I've got this group of people that whenever I get off work, I can just go... I can be weird. I can be a nerd. I can geek out about this random shit that happened in the book. And it it, it seems important, but it's... I mean, let's be honest. It's a fiction book. It's not real-world important. It doesn't carry any, any weight towards real-world events. But I don't give a shit. It's for me, and it's important for me, so... I'm in it like to the point where I got the tattoo. I mean, I got I, I said this is this is something I'm very serious about and um especially after I mean I was like, let me see if uh let me see if he'll actually approve this. And I sent Nick and Jason a friend request on Facebook. And they did and I was like, "Holy shit, that's pretty cool. That's my that's my starstruck moment. That's neat." And then and I've I've said it on the on the Galaxy's Edge podcast, but I'll say it here. Um three years ago, my sister was diagnosed with cancer and she's totally good. She beat it. Um, but she had, she had breast cancer and I shared her post about it where she was decided to tell people that she was experiencing this. She had to get out of the Navy for it and Nick messaged me. And then before I saw the message, I saw that he had commented on the post that I'm praying for you. Anything you need, let me know. God works in great ways and he had messaged me and said hey man i'm serious and i was like this guy's a real freaking human this isn't like a publicist handling his 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 public persona like he's this is actually this dude and he's writing these books that are so influential to me and and how i go about my life just because of some of the character development that i was like i am in this shit like they they would have to like ban me to get me to stop consuming their products and it's it's just grown into so much that i'm still just a dude that reads the books and really likes the books like i'm not I'm, i haven't written in the universe i haven't you know i'm not i'm not a discord mod i'm not a facebook mod i'm just a super fan and i think this is cool as shit. and now it's grown into something that's more which is this little logo next to me and if you want jr i can talk about that or Whatever other question. Sure.
0: Yeah, well, that's what we're going to hit next. But first, you mentioned that you were a veteran. So do you think your time in uniform affected the way you engaged with the the content?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, it, I mean, even if it wasn't, you know, this aspect or, you know, this guy got shot or you you, the first time you shot somebody, the first time you got shot at or even something as small as dealing with bureaucracy or dealing with ROEs or dealing with a point or like a shitty leadership. Um, I mean, we, we've all had those experiences, no matter what generation of the military you come from. And I absolutely resonated with a lot of that stuff. And I've always been a huge addict for, um, action and gunfights and, and, and just over the top crap. Like you're just like, there's no way a human could pull that off. But then you go, Oh, wait, I'm reading these books. They've got awesome armor that helps them do this thing. Okay, that makes sense. I'm a big fan. I'm a part of it. I like it. And boy, how nice would it have been to have a freaking N18 in Afghanistan or, holy shit, orbital support? Can we have that yet? Like, what are we doing? Why do we not have that? Well, so, some have yeah, some people have it.
2: <laughs> some people have it.
1: So,
0: but, but,
3: ha- some people are not people.
0: So that's true, that's true. That's right. Jason there, says so. Stay in your uh, he, he writes the paychecks <laughs> that maybe one day Chaos Actual will get to receive and then he could buy some donuts and yeah, turn ready. on the heat.
3: I'll get orbital so.
0: support. <laughs> so how did your love of the the books, you know, and you, you liked it enough you got the tattoo transition into you getting as actively involved as, you know, that logo, which is you organizing an airsoft team. And can you talk about that?
1: So first off, I will say this. I didn't organize it. I was just the peer pressure in Kale's ear. So okay. um, Caleb, who was who went to the event, um, he, had, he had messaged me because me and him and uh, Bubba in the Discord have gotten to be like the three amigos. We're like, they are my best friends. And up until this last weekend, I had never met them in person. They were my strange internet friends. And I was their strange internet friend. But every night. Playing video games. Every night we're talking about this stuff. Every night we're talking about this weird book series that we like. And the weird authors that sometimes come out of their caves. But it turned into Caleb saying, hey guys, there's this event called War Game. And it's a massive Milsim Airsoft event. And uh, I want to know if you guys want to come to it. Because Bubba lives a little closer to me. And I was like, you know what, man? This is... This is eight months out. I'm buying a plane ticket tonight. And he goes, what? And I said, I don't care. Taxes just came back. Let's do it. Let's spend my money that I just got permission to use again. So I bought the plane ticket. And um, he's like, you know, how?" he goes, what if we like, I don't know, what if we came up with some, like, if we bulk bought some some swag from GE uh, and we just, we donated it and let them give it away at the raffle to kind of. Spread the word, since that's kind of like the binder for us. Like, that's what brought us together. I was like, that'd be pretty cool. He's like, I don't know. I don't know if I should. That's me. That's me right there with the AK. (laughs) Uh,
0: Outstanding. Outstanding.
1: Trigger uh, discipline,
0: too. We approve. It's what I do. You look look
3: completely
1: operator. Oh, no, wait. There's better pictures in here where I look stupid as shit, and it's so good. Well, so
3: we all have that. But, like, if you get the operator moment, cool. But, like. Oh, yeah. There's also the moment where you got crap in your pants and you're like, oh, I don't know what
1: to do. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, was like, I don't know, man. You think he will go for it? And I was like, dude, quit being a wuss. Just shoot. I said, if you don't message him, I will. I said, if, if you do not message Jason about this, I will. Hey, who's that guy? He looks kind of like a chungo. Yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> just saying you got, the, you got the porn stash, so you got that going for you.
1: You're welcome. Um, so he he reached out. He messaged Jason. He says, "Hey sir, could we buy some you know, could we buy some loot in in bulk like a couple copies of Legionnaire, a couple copies of Forgotten Ruin, maybe some hats and stuff, and then we'd like to donate them to Wargame." And Jason went, "Break break. Number one, I'm super interested in this idea. Number two, um I would like to be put in contact with the people that own this field and they own the event and number three why don't we just like sponsor you guys as an official team and kale went what (laughs) and he goes no I'm serious why don't we sponsor you as an official team you go to this event you represent our brand and as you pick up put up a picture of kale with a grog shot in his hand it's great Um, he says why don't you go and you represent our brand And you spread the word of Galaxy's Edge and Forgotten Ruin. And we're like, you've got to be kidding me. This is the coolest shit ever. I can't believe this is happening. So, Kale made a Discord. Uh, We started talking to people, uh, inviting people. And people that responded, we said, here's a criteria. You must be an insider. You must have read at least the first book. We'd prefer you to read up to Kill Team so you know what Dark Ops is about. We are forming a Kill Team. We're going to this event. We're going to stay together as a group. We're getting team shirts made. It's sponsored. It's a real thing that's happening. Get there. And at the end of it, I think we had nine or ten people. um, And we were the biggest team as far as the different sides of the event went. We were the single biggest group of people that went to this. And um, it, it turned into that. It was like... The other weekend when we were there it was i can't believe i'm actually here this is the coolest shit i've ever seen and uh according to the guys that own the event jason did in fact get in touch with them and they had a game a couple weeks before this where they sent a bunch of you guys sent a bunch of copies of forgotten ruin to them and they were devoured the people that were there and the admin staff were like whoa wait a minute you guys are from galaxy's edge hold on, they're the one. yeah, yeah, they're the ones that write Forgotten Rune. we're like, absolutely, and they're like, holy shit, this is cool, dude, the books are amazing, it's so good, and it was, it was just constantly that, you know, people that had read these books, and they were like, dude, there's so many for Forgotten Rune. I said, well, buckle up, kiddo, wait till you get onto Galaxy's Edge, there's like fucking 30 of them, and um, they were blown away, and all we got all weekend was, hey, we need this objective captured, where is Kill Team Reaver at? And I was like, we're over here. And they're like, you guys go over there and do this. And we're like, we're, we'll get it done. And we went and got it done. We had fun, man. So
3: let's pause real quick. Who are the ladies?
1: So the ladies are, so uh, from right to left, you've got um, Kelpie, uh, Caleb's wife, uh, whose Discord name, call sign is Barbara Wife, and then Caleb's two sisters. So they are the Republic Logistics um, and there is a picture in there of them with the back of their shirt. They got their own, um, they got their own design and they basically followed us around. Uh, mostly Caleb's wife did it a lot. They followed us around with a camera. They wore those shirts. They had a red plate carrier on and a face mask and they were our camera team. They were our combat camera. And so they followed us around and took all the pictures, um, Tried not to give away our positions because they're in a bright ass blue shirt and we're hiding in the woods. And we're like, "You need to go over there." I get it, take pictures, but can go. They're looking at you and they see. What are you doing, woman? Go away. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that that, but yeah, they they were, they were a the camera team and b his sisters were the child wranglers because they you know Caleb and his wife they brought their three kids, and um, That's kept them in the camp. Yeah, there's the logo. Um, so the Reaper, Reaper with, the, with the N4 and the sword is like a, a spinoff of ours, which is the Reaper League with the Scythe and the N4. Um, but yeah, man, they – and Kelpie there on the end, um, she was actually a member of the play team, and she's the one that made these shirts. Um, she, she got permit – you know, uh, me, Kale, and her – permission from jason to use the ge logo on the sleeve um and and put the art on there and he's like absolutely it's a team shirt you better do it anyways so we we did that um and it was man when we were back at camp we were all rocking our team shirts and people were coming up to us going man you guys were everywhere out there today and oh also thanks for help helping clean up you know because we, we were picking up trash as we went you know we're we're representing a brand that we're super passionate about. Why are we going to be assholes and leave it dirty?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and, like, we got, Kale got to get up and say stuff at the Grog ceremony, which is a very important thing in the militaries. I'm sure both of y'all know. I mean, they they went into detail of why the Grog was important through every conflict that the United States has been part of. And it was absolutely amazing. The Grog was so good. It was so, so, so very good. Oh, God, it was good. We had four shots because kale likes to call people out and it was just great uh the whole time it was great uh anyways i just
3: wanted to say like i wanted to pause real quick i and just thank those lovely ladies so much and like that's so cool that they you Uh know so uh, they they dug into the the whole thing and had fun i got to talk to jason about doing something for them specifically but uh if you can just pass on how awesome that is
1: absolutely absolutely will for people
0: that aren't particularly interested in airsoft but thought what you were doing is cool, uh, is there any way where they could buy the t-shirts and that money fund potentially future events? Is that something you guys are looking at for next year?
1: So we're we're looking at that. So um, I, I was I was a bit of a test bed. So I've got here I've got my actual my team shirt that I wore to the event, which is the executive officer um, shirt. But I've also got one that's a little bit different of a design. And what we're doing is we're calling this shirt the event shirt. This is the War Game 2022 shirt. We then have a Kill Team Reaver team shirt. Um, and we're looking at, you know, we've again, this does have this does have an IP on it, which is the sleeve, the the icon on the sleeve. Um, and we, you know, we don't want to step on anything. But what we're doing, what we're thinking about doing, is you know, further discussions with Jason potentially putting um, Kelpie's uh, company logo on there who put the shirts on, the AM logo, um, if you know if there's an issue there. But possibly, yeah, like, hey, you want to kill Team Reaver shirt You know, to, to show your support, blah, blah. We may have something like that in the future where you can go to the site, you can pick up the shirt, um, you can support, and that support will fund our trips to these events or fund gear for these events and stuff like that. And, um, that's, yeah. that's the eventual goal.
3: I want to jump in and ask like, okay, so is this a league or are they in like league play yet? Or is there a winner at the end of the day
1: for this event? Are like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, they, they're, they'll probably have it by mid next week. Uh, the, the final tally of what side won. Right. Um, but it's, there's no, I mean, I think there's some prizes for the winning side, um, like if you were on the winning side, you may get a discount for the next year's ticket or something, something to that effect. But mostly it's, we have this huge event, um, and we own this property and we really like this style because they do paintball and they do airsoft. Mm-hmm. And, um, mostly it's like not field rental, but field slash event money, um, and I don't think that they have a league. I think it's just, hey, we put on these annual events for this sport, this sport, and this sport. Come out and participate in these events, and the more people that come out and participate, the more widely recognized we get um, to get more people to come in. You know, it's just a, it's just a, a, a cycle that they how do. Many, I'm how pretty many sure. people
3: would you say were there that weekend?
1: Oh God, uh, maybe, maybe three hundred. Maybe three hundred. And there
3: uh, there are other events at other places or just here so far.
1: So so this field is massive. I mean, it is absolutely huge. It's several hundred acres. and um, they do they have they can separate it into certain smaller areas to hold different types of events in. Um, but the the paintball event, I know they do a big massive paintball event that's the whole field. I know they do an Airsoft event and a paintball event that are just the town in the middle. Um, which is like two acres, I think, and it's just cover-to-cover cover movement. Um, and I know that I think they also do like field rentals for like local teams and stuff that want to come practice or do their own events and things like that. But the the company that puts this on is called Mud Crab Millsim, and um, yeah, yeah. yeah they, so they've got they've got a Facebook, they've got an Instagram presence, and they do um, they just do massive Millsim events like this, and it's it's super awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I do want to shout out to uh, Caleb and Daniel. Unfortunately, he's gone right now. But my team shirt apparently was the only one that received a modification. And I think you'll like it, Nick. Um, so on the sleeve here, I've got Sog T. Nice. And uh, Sog T is the Galaxy's Edge equivalent of Sal T. That's true. And it's I think it's a um, special observer of gravity and terrains. Yes. And... Um, I didn't notice it. I had no idea it was on my shirt. I was wearing the shirt for like a day and a half. No (laughs) idea. We're we're back Saturday evening, and uh, Kelpie looks over and goes, so Archangel, are you going to say anything about your shirt? And I was like, yeah, I like the shirt. And she goes, no, stupid, the sleeve. And I went, oh, my God, what is that? That's (laughs) so cool. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, we can't do Southie, but but we'll get you something. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty neat. You created
3: created a legendary
1: character that flat out broke me. Oh, man, it's. I, I just it blew me away that that they did something. And that's that's part of it, too. Right. It's being part of something that where people do nice things for other people. Like, I'm not used to that shit. And they they thought enough to do something like that for me. And I thought that was the coolest damn thing in the world. Yeah, You know,
3: that is so cool.
1: And that's again, that's from the community. Yeah.
3: And it's the and same me. thing that I said to Daniel about what they did there this year. Like, you know, Galaxy's Edge, whatever. Uh, You guys will remember this weekend for the rest of your lives. And just finally, you know, I mean, shooting people is always fun. Oh, my gosh. Um, Contrary to what anybody tells you. Uh, But the downtime and just getting to actually be together with people, you know, that aren't like so many of our interactions now where everybody's coming at each other, you know, knives out and teeth barred. And, you know, are you this? You know, like, I don't care. We like Galaxy's Edge. And shooting people in the grass, I hope I don't get a tick on my ass. You know. Um,
1: Kale got so many ticks on his
3: legs because he didn't follow sure. his boots.
1: And I said, what did we learn, stupid? I don't have any ticks. I'm smart. And he goes, I know. <laughs>
0: so so what was involved in getting, like, obviously, you know, you have to go to this event. Which Where was this held at?
1: This was in a place called Wyandotte, Oklahoma at D-Day Adventure Park. Um, and it was, again, put on by Mudcrab Milsim. So, so out in the middle of freaking nowhere, Oklahoma. It's in that part so where nobody knows what happens. Nobody knows what really all, goes all on there. All of Oklahoma is the middle of nowhere. That's fair. <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. It was my first trip to the state, and I was like, man, this is exactly like Florida, but worse because it's the same temperature and there's elevation changes, and I don't like yeah. that.
3: But Okies are the nicest people in the entire oh, yeah. world. The nicest people in the entire world. I'm half Okie. Um, that but, explains uh, a lot yeah they're the nicest i mean well i'm the bad half but no i mean like i would go running in oklahoma and arkansas and people would you need a ride why are you running yeah like ah, oh, just trying to stay healthy all that chicken fried steak is gonna kill you
0: <laughs> so so first off we have to give our shout out to the ladies that were your cameramen because some of those are professional quality pictures yeah and, and i imagine they didn't have professional quality cameras because that's expensive
1: most of that so, was from a cell
0: phone my dude i know but i'm just telling you that the quality is good yeah uh, jr so, i need
3: to see you with these dudes
0: yeah <laughs> i don't think I, they had I, maternity I, uniforms yet but we'll work
3: I, on I, it I, see, I need to see you kitted up nco oh and
1: I, <laughs> i've got to say there was so there was another guy that was going to be there but literally thursday um like as i was about to get on a plane he, had, he called uh, Caleb and was like, hey, man, uh, I just tested positive for COVID, and I don't think I'm going to make it, and I, I, I don't I don't feel comfortable coming, and we're like, that really sucks. Like, that really sucks, because it was Bubba. We're like, this, this is – no, like all three of us are supposed to be there at the very least. No, and uh, we're super bummed out, and then uh, Saturday – evening or Saturday about midday I get a message from Bubba that says I'm on my way I said what and he goes I am on my way because he got he took another test and it tested negative so his girlfriend's like get in the car I'm taking you to this freaking event you're making you're showing your face and he's like but I feel like shit and she goes I don't care so he did make it out he made it out for a couple hours on Saturday night um I I I forgot to send those to you, Jr. but I've got them. Um, we took some pictures with him. Uh, he brought his Airsoft Barrett that we used. Nice. Uh, because we also shot a promo video for Galaxy's Edge and Dark What? Um, I've got, so Walt is a kind and gentle soul. Yes. And he recorded some voice lines for a script that myself and Bubba wrote. Um, and then we, uh, it was me. And zero balance, which is the guy next to Caleb on the left side there. Uh, zero was the sniper, so he had hit. he's he's also the one that printed the buckets. He's the one that made the bucket for the uh, the raffle up in Washington. Um, so he brought his bucket. I had mine. We two man assaulted an MCR outpost. I retrieved identifying tags from a fallen legionnaire. We exfilled and debt and debt of the structure with uh, no one knowing we were there. Um, wow. So we've got that. I've got that footage. I've got to get it edited. I'll probably get it done next week on my off day, and um, I'm not gonna post it anywhere. I'm gonna send it to um, the emperors so that y'all can do with it what you will.
3: We'll um, be alone in our bunks with it.
1: Yeah, of course, because it's. I mean, it's two dark ops lieges moving through moving through an open field without getting spotted. Sniper takes one out, and then here comes here comes me just appearing behind an MCR guy and freaking stabs him in the neck without him ever knowing I was there it, it's dope so yeah.
0: those are some sexy looking buckets too
1: I'm telling you man they're pretty good
0: did pretty you good. Uh, did you guys wear them for the event or were they not rated for the safety feature
1: no so they so the visors are definitely not safety rated um for they're the they don't have the proper ANSI rating the goal is to make one that is because duh look at it uh just with some fans because it's f off hot
3: yeah and if you could get some ear pro in there too even though it's airsoft ear pro is great for detection
1: oh absolutely like i i wore i wore my throat mic and everything and yeah. it was it's it's got the um the ambient yeah so it just it was playing into my left ear so i could hear yeah. muffins sneaking up in the woods
3: my tinnitus is so bad i hear be- i hear better with my ear pro
1: absolutely nice. yep. yeah.
0: So if somebody wanted to, Jr. How bad is
3: your tinnitus, Gunner?
0: What? Pretty bad. Pretty what? <laughs> bad. <laughs>
3: well,
0: at least you're never alone, right? That's right. Sometimes I I, uh, I have to turn the hearing aids off just so I get a moment yeah. of silence. Though. And
3: everybody who's not like Jr. Was a was a full on gun truck, commando, and and drove a very dangerous route. And he can't hear for your freedom. So I just want you to know that. <laughs> you're welcome.
1: You're, you're welcome. Well- you're <laughs>
0: welcome.
3: You're so welcome if somebody wanted to service <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if someone wanted to start a team and, I don't know, be something cool like a Legion Reserve or a Hull Buster or a Repub Basic, like, is that something, like, could you, like, what would be involved in someone wanting to get involved in
1: this, uh, aside I mean, from this? I mean, absolutely. Like, start your team. Do your thing. Like, if you yeah. want to start, like, if you want to start a team, go nuts. Have a freaking blast with it. The only reason that ours ours may be a little bit different, and hell, you may get the same treatment. I don't know. I don't know what's in Jason's brain hole, you know. But
0: I don't think Jason knows half the time. But that's part of his charm.
1: That's fair. That's why we have Nick um, to do his best to translate. I'm not people. And, <laughs> no, you're a translator. What did I just say? <laughs> Stay in your lane, Nick. I'm kidding. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. If you want to start like an airsoft team or something, or like a milsim team or paintball team or whatever, and you want to base it off of Galaxy's Edge, dude. I am sure that these guys do not care. Like rock your patches, rock your gear, talk about the book, spread the word, make them some Ferrari money for yep. free.
3: You no, know, we don't, we don't buy ads. We try not to buy ads like our competitors do on Amazon. Cause we think it's a rigged game, but anytime someone, that's how we've gotten involved in mission 22 and this and a few other projects. When people come to me and they're, they say, we're willing to put it in the sweat equity. We're like, okay, we will, we will push supplies forward to you to rep it. You know, we always like to see the credibility, but I think honestly, this exceeded, I think what you guys put into this, what, what we, what we thought. And I'm honestly, and he uses the word honestly twice. When people use the word honestly, they usually means they're lying. I need to have a con- conversation honestly with Jason about pushing this harder and some i mean not not you know we didn't know this time but i think this is a huge avenue and i just like how much fun you guys are having and memories you're building and and you know if not this then why are we doing this like that's that's been our thing about just like giving people this opportunity to finally have some fun i don't know how i mean i think i think you live in the free state of florida but if you live in California, man, there's run- we're running out of fun, and so I'm jealous. See how fun this is? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I gotta I gotta keep mine buried out under concrete in the yard. <laughs> FBI, it's not.
0: <laughs> it was a boating accident. It's not going to happen to anybody.
1: That that was the most disingenuous chuckle I've ever heard in my life. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> stay off of my property. Anyways. Yeah. yeah
3: you better come with a warrant. Um, it's uh, I just love, I love people having fun because that's, what's been sorely missing. And I love that the guy tests for COVID goes back and gets another test. Cause that tells you he wanted to be there is still sick as a dog and probably had COVID, whatever the fuck COVID is, excuse my language. And, uh, and his girlfriend said, I'm taking you there. And, and he got to do it, you know, and he's probably, you know, just that's, and and he's jelly that you guys got hands on with the Barrett. He'll be back. He'll be back. But I would love, I I mean, this is, this is the premier team first in always gets premier status, but you know, if you want to make the 10th, the 75th Rex's dogs, which is the one Oh first you want to make the 82nd, you want to make kill team ice. You want to make kill team ghost. You want to make kill team, whatever. You want to, I don't know, like if you're super weird, I mean, you could be strange company, but those guys are assholes. And they're, yeah. I mean,
1: you, you've got to do copious amounts of, of yeah. hyper narcotics before you yeah. can even function. have.
3: you're going ha- uh, to have to have like dreadlocks. You're going to have to have like voodoo beads and love beads. And, and, a, plate kid, and love a plate carrier. I love it. carrier. You're going to be out there. You're just going to be a complete mess. Oh, you, uh, you will get it done.
1: <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll tell you about these two real quick. These are so these are prototypes. I gave away the real ones, um, the ones that were functional. So it doesn't show up super well on camera, but this okay. is the yeah. uh, Kill Team Reaver logo 3D printed. Nice. Yeah. So we made challenge coins. Uh, Bubba nice. designed them, I prototyped them, and painted them. So this is the L M O F. The L M O F. Instead of the the uh, Congressional Medal of Honor, this is the Legion Medal. A of, fuck off, that's cool, and it <laughs> says it on the back here, uh, and it's got the Kill Team Reaver logo on the front. So I I only managed to get two of them done. They were they were black with brush silver uh, logo on them, and I gave these out to um, the guy that owned the field and the guy that put the event on, and um, he looked at it and he goes. This is dope. This is y'all's patch. And I'm like, no shit. And he flipped it around and he goes, what? What? And I was like, yeah, dude, there's <laughs> there's more of that to come. Don't even worry. So um, I thought this was a pretty neat idea. And yeah. uh, I'm going to be printing some more of these. And uh, everybody that came, like all of our, all of our members, also got a, uh, a sticker of our patch. And I printed everybody a little uh dark ops legionnaire bucket keychain like the one that i made uh for myself so everybody there's there's 15 of those out there now in the world just little just little legionnaire bucket keychains and so it it was fun it was just the the experience was unreal just being able to actually see these humans that they're real people you know
3: yep yeah that's i mean and that's you know, Jason and I's big plan is to have an amusement park someday, and we're legitimate serious. Like, but we want to have it based around a mall, and we're going to call it the '80s Mall. And nice. We're going to call it a retro mall, and uh, we're going to have rides and everything like that in a hotel. And you gotta, you gotta check your cell phone into the lockers outside before you go in. And then you gotta be with people who like Galaxy's Edge, and you know, go, go get an orange Julia, you know, and all that kind mean, of stuff. Yeah, and and but this is this is a step in that direction and I am I I am blown away by what you guys did. That's pretty cool. I wish hey, yeah. I would have been there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to try to go to Oklahoma. We're trying to get together a book tour next summer with Larry Korea where From we drive Florida. around in a, in a van Florida. <laughs> Yeah, and and just like book sign at gun ranges.
0: And, Could be a panel uh, van for reasons. Yeah,
3: well, I know I want an Econo. Do you know what an Econo Line van is? You guys are too young, right? I've seen them. It's the 70s van. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. And the oh, dude would like put a wizard on the side and you Hell know yes. a hot chick. And, a, and I want to do a Galaxy's Edge Econo Line 70s van, but I want to make the inside a merch transport so that we can take it around to events. And then, like, what we would do for this is just shuttle it down to you guys loaded with swag, and then you guys get to drive it around. That'd be pretty cool. dope. That would be dope. Yeah. Big plans. J- here's here's Jason's face when I suggest that.
1: No, yeah. No, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, oh, and I, I will say that um, for the raffle, um, they asked uh, me and Kale to come up and talk about why we were there and what we were about. So we got to to the assembled masses, talk about Galaxy's Edge, talk about you guys' work, Um Strange Company, Forgotten Ruin, all of it, Tier 1000. We talked about everything you guys have done. And that's whenever we were finding out that most people were like, oh yeah, Forgotten Ruin, I fucking love that book, that's so good. I didn't know they wrote this too. So we got to talk about that. We threw a bunch of stickers and a bunch of wristbands and stuff out. Um, and then we had one of the uh, the black multicam KTF logoed hats. We had two of those and two copies of Order of the Centurion. Wow. And, um, that was the raffle prizes. So we gave, there was this kid there, he was like 10 or 11 and he was kicking ass. Like he was helping, he was volunteering. He was moving like crates of water that were bigger than him. And he was helping one of our members. And she's like, guys, I really want to give this kid a patch. You know, cause that's what you do at airsoft events. You give patches and he's, she's like, I really want to give him a reader patch. Um, so we're like, absolutely, let's do it. So she went over and gave it to him, and then the kid won one of the raffle prizes. So we got the KTF hat and he got the book. And I was like, what are the chances of that? That's awesome. He's like, I'm definitely reading this book.
2: And I looked at his dad and
1: I was like, yeah, it's probably fine for him. He goes, oh, he goes, he can read it if he wants. I'm like, cool. It's a cool, dad.
3: I don't care. I let him, I let him look at my stuff. It's weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was so, like, by so the they- way this is yeah. space Vietnam. And he's like,
3: don't
1: oh, yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Not my <laughs> <kid>. I'm married. <laughs> so, so what,
0: what would be the youngest, you know, real talk that you would say this is appropriate. I I mean, other than the violence, I didn't, wouldn't see any reason if they're old enough to actually read that level of book, I would say they're probably okay with it. But what do you think? Yeah,
3: Rick? we, 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 we like we encourage, uh, there's, I don't think there's anything really wrong in Legionnaire or anything like that. Um, I let yeah, my kids so- read it. <laughs> One time I wrote a book called The Old Man in the Wasteland and I thought it was fine. And this school teacher uh, wrote me. He's like, I want all my kids to read this. (laughs) So I sent him all like 60 copies. And then he started writing me and he's like, "Um, this one chapter is super inappropriate for sixth graders. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that chapter. (laughs) (laughs) They read it anyway, didn't they? Yeah, I just like I just stopped answering the guy's emails. It got so uncomfortable. I'm like, uh <laughs> I'm not people. Click.
1: The, <laughs> the user you're searching for has been disconnected. This is an email. The user is disconnected.
3: Yeah, yeah he's uh he, Nick's dead, not here. Thank you. Come again. Don't write back.
0: <laughs> well, this so, has been a fun chat about, you know, yeah. basically the secret to building community is just be people and uh and hang out with people who have interests that you like. And you can build cool things that doesn't have all the drama of the quote unquote fandom. That the, the word Nick almost didn't come on the podcast because I used it because I just used it generically. Um, so so it's the trick is be human and, and be cool to people is, is is what I'm hearing.
1: You can't yeah. say that, Jr. We've already established Nick is not people. I'm not people, I mean, but he I'm knows not, people. Who, who I'm not people. worried about hurting his feelings because not people don't have feelings. That's for people. Is, is
0: it is it true the the moon god the uh, the little little man was based on you, Nick? And how jason treats you
1: moon god
3: potion java yep 100 yep. based on how nick treats you be my my
1: autobiography at galaxy's edge dude at least you get a dope ass fast helmet <laughs> exactly
0: that's true it's true <laughs> no, all right so, so anyway. we talked about uh nick doesn't do the the marketing he lets the fans sort of spread the good word so part of what you can do, dear listener, is please be kind and speak your mind on the reviewing platforms. Your reviews help the right readers find the right books. Uh, writing and reading is sort of a symbiosis right there. They write them, you review them, so other people will read them, and they can afford to pay their editor for round two because they're not cheap. Yes. Uh,
3: and we've got to get that. We've got to get Reservist 2 out there.
0: Well, I mean, you know, when I was late and then I messed up your production schedule, so so Jason told me it might be a wait, so...
3: No, it's okay. How's you and Jim's book coming?
0: Uh we're, we're making progress. We are we're writing the end of book one and outlined book two now that we know. So it'll be starting book two this month.
3: Wonderful. Jim's doing okay. Oh.
0: Yeah, he's doing good. He's doing good. Okay. Um so Nick, before we let you go, because if people really dig what you're we're picking up, what you're laying down, how can listeners find you?
3: Uh they can, you know, uh I would just say like if you just want this, Nick, but like less in your face and political, just go over to Instagram and look at, you know, hot pictures of me and my wife. Um, She's hot. She's easy on the ice. Um, If you, if if you're, if you're, if you figured out that you might be like me a little bit, you know, like, I don't know. um, Then go to my Facebook page and enjoy uh, that experience. If you are not opposed to, like if you read, uh, Madame Guillotine,
0: <laughs>
3: and Twitter. you and, and you dug the ending of Madame Guillotine, head on over to
0: Twitter and enjoy that <laughs> fire.
3: Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah. And
0: as usual, that will all be in the show notes. So, Billy, is there any way for them to find, other than just the Discord, which we'll link to all the GE stuff, to find your Kill Team stuff if they want to get involved for next year?
1: Uh, we actually do have an Instagram. Um, it is Kill Team Reaver with no spaces. Um, we don't have much on there yet because we're still going through and editing the photos. There's hundreds and hundreds of photos. Um, so, But, yeah, Kill Team Reaver on Instagram. And then if you're interested in potentially joining Kill Team Reaver, um, he's going <laughs> to... Whew, he's gonna hate me for this, but uh, shoot, Kayla, message. Oh. He'll be a big fan. I just. Oh, oh thanks, sir. It's awesome.
3: Yeah, this will be another feather for the FBI to come and pick me up. These there you people. go. Though. You're they they were storming operations this weekend, moving to contact.
0: <laughs> Billy, go bye <bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> all right, and as usual, dear bye. listeners, all these awesome links will be in the show notes. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com backslash SF underscore fantasy underscore show. Sierra Foxtrot underscore fantasy underscore show. You can email us at blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com. Again, blasters and blades at gmail.com. You can join us on Facebook where all the shenanigans happen over at facebook.com backslash groups, backslash a blasters and blades podcast. Again, backslash groups, backslash blasters and blades podcast uh until the website's up and running you can find us on anchor.fm backslash blasters tech and tech blades again anchor.fm backslash blasters dash and dash blades where you can support the show for as little as 99 cents a month or you can support more directly over at buymeacoffee.com backslash author jr handley again buymeacoffee.com backslash author jr handley be sure to put in the comment section for the podcast and i promise i will keep my co host. Doc Seska and Nick Garber, duly intoxicated. They will drink until their liver surrenders. But uh, we'll uh, be back next week at the same time, where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture, cheesy jokes, and all things that go boom, and we'll help Nick hide from
1: the FBI. Thanks for coming out, guys. Thanks for having me.